Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined this week by this week. Why am I saying this week? This week? Like you this have a week. new guest every single week. I'm just disorientated because you're facing me. I know, and right? It's still weird. I'm back in the UK, guys. I'm in your sphere. He's in my sphere. He's in my face. Making terrible coffee for you once again. The cafe in Stack Towers was not open because they seem to think their business is optional. If you if you come to record in Pete Donaldson's amazing studio, you can expect two things. Number one, mediocre coffee, and number yep. two, Cold. to be roasted in like an oven because his studio has aircon, but he doesn't switch it on. It's a little sauna for you. It's a little, little, little sauna treat, oh, so to speak. I don't need a sauna. I had to walk here for like half a mile to get to this damn studio today because there's like a strike on. In London. There is, yes. I've forgotten what a strike is. We don't have, they <laughs> don't haven't really have invented them, yeah. in Japan. The, the machine just grinds you down and spits you out in Japan. <laughs> Over yes. here, uh, people sort of go, hang on, this isn't bloody right. So uh, <laughs> ever, so everyone's very confused. They're, they're having to travel, uh, utilising different modes of transport. They're, they don't really uh, have much of a handle on. So people are just stressing mm. out. Mm. Have you tried the new Elizabeth, Elizabethan line yet? I did. I've tried this brand new train line to come to the <laughs> podcast show that you and I did the other oh, day. Okay. Thank you, everybody, who came to the show. Mm. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I so, think. so it was the Wednesday, wasn't it? Uh, yes, the Wednesday was the first day of the podcast show. Uh, I had uh, been stressing out about the big screen and the booth. Um, and both, uh, Chris, you saw the big booth and the big screen. You, you must have thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, the podcast show was like in this big arena style place, it's like a mini Earl's Court. Yeah, it? Like, yeah. It like an arena, and like mm. the Pete Donaldson's company stack had a little. Mm. Like a, a screen, little booth, and they had some like a shelf with some memorabilia on it. Odds, it odds, was, odds. To be fair, it was it was it was the best of a bad bunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like one big freshers' fair. I know you spent like the GDP of <laughs> fucking Somalia on the the screen yeah. that went was there, but like yeah, yeah it was nice. And uh, we had about a hundred people come along. We filled out the room. There were some yeah. folks that couldn't get in. Sorry to those of you that that couldn't come in the room, but people came from as far away as. Edinburgh, Belgium. Brussels. Oh, yeah, Brussels, Norway? Switzerland. Was, yeah. there, was, there, was there was Norway? There was a lad. It was Norway, yeah. There was a came down from uh, Glasgow, I want to say. It was very lovely. And he, uh, he'd he been on the bus and then he was leaving on the bus in, in the yeah, evening. It was good. Solid effort. So, to those of you, the tens of thousands of you that live in Europe <laughs> but didn't come, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Shamed of yourselves. You could have seen me and Pete talk 
for 28 minutes imagine, in a room. But imagine if you had no interest in any of the uh, of, of the stuff, of the other <laughs> stuff. It's like, I mean, like, fine, but I mean, you've spent 50 quid to just see Chris. <laughs> and, 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 and it wasn't... Like we, ju- I just interviewed you about your life, really, didn't I? It's pretty underwhelming, really. Yeah. We didn't do much. What's your favourite? Yeah, but what, what did you want to say? Pete's interview was like, "Hello, why yeah. do you like Japan?" And I yeah. was like, "Oh, fucking hell, what is this? What do you, what do you need?" He from was me? a top radio DJ. It's all you're offering, Chris. Run out, out of your questions. Your <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Trash Taste gets to MCM Comic Con thing. Yes. In uh, like where was it? Uh, XL London, not too far away. A few days after us, they did a, an event there, and some guy just crashed their stage. I saw that. Pretty... Why do people do these things? <laughs> I don't know. I think. He was on drugs or something. Nah, he was just having a good well, time, wasn't he? He got arrested after that. He got arrested? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. But what's, it's just, it's just high on comics. It was really awkward. Like, you can watch the video on YouTube. It's just this guy just gets on stage and sits down next to Joey. And yeah. they're all, like, really uncomfortable. What scared me is the lack of security. Yeah. You know? I don't know if we had any security. We, we didn't, did we? I mean, I'm no. pretty handy with my crap yeah, right. <laughs> my karate <laughs> yeah god I just pushed the big telly on them I kind of want someone to raid the stage next time just to see <laughs> you try and take them on Pete. but uh, all the, <laughs> the ups and downs of London hosting events yeah, yeah. wild but <laughs> it's just like being in the UK it's just a succession of things going wrong Okay. Like, I came like just coming to the studio today in, in I, Japan. I like how your demeanour has changed since the last recording session, where you're actually quite <laughs> excitable and fun-loving, oh. and now you're just like, ah, oh, fucking Britain. I was the first time I came. I was like, oh, the UK's amazing. There's a tree. Why well, can't grass. you just back Britain for once? Well, I was loving it, and then everything <laughs> went wrong today. So I got the train in to London. Yeah, paid for my ticket, whatnot. Arrived at King's Cross, St Pancras. Put my ticket in the machine. Just didn't work. Just, no, it didn't, didn't work. I couldn't get out, so the station. Couldn't get out the station. Nobody's tickets were working. So nobody oh, got out the station. That's amazing. Got out there. I was like, oh, I'll get on the underground now to get to Pete's studio. Mm. Oh, wait, there's a strike, so there's no yeah. underground. So I'll get in a taxi. The taxi driver's like, oh, mate, it's going to take 90 minutes to get to Islington. 90 oh. minutes yeah, to get to Islington. He, he must have been exaggerating. It's yeah, only like think... five minutes down the road. He's like, oh, it will take hours. But there was a lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, I started walking and uh, I got a bus and I got here a little bit later than I'd like. And then on the walk here, Someone just opened their car window and went, wait And I was like, is what that is it? this? Yeah. Well, that's like, all they said. Why does this wee. happen? Just wait Just all these things. The train, the bus, the taxi, the way. Like, what do you think the way, man? And it probably was a man. I was just shouting at everyone. <laughs> it's it's London, just shouting at British culture, isn't it? Lovely. British culture, mate. But, but, like, but you're here, and that's the main thing. It's just like... You're safe. In Japan, you get on the train. The train arrives. Yeah. You get off the train. Mm. Everyone leaves the station. <laughs> you get in the taxi. The taxi takes you to where you want to go. Well, occasionally. You, you walk past the highway, no one goes, Hey, look at It's just like, <laughs> things work in Japan. And, yeah. But then at the UK... Why go on, then, yeah? Go on, coming over <laughs> here. Slagging <laughs> off our country. UK culture. PLC. <laughs> <laughs> the culture of the UK. The culture of the UK. Well, uh, you know, I, what I do like about the UK is people seem a bit more chilled out. And it's been a good atmosphere because it's been the Queen's Jubilee thingy-jig yes. party. Did you have a big uh, Jubilee Street party? I was in London. I was actually filming with uh, Connor. Ah, we didn't know. We booked this day to meet in London. We didn't know it was the Queen's Jubilee. The Jubilee. Mm. And we were filming down by the River Thames and there was like a million people. <laughs> and I was like, what is all this? And then like 40 jet fires went... Yeah. It was really cool, actually. Did you catch that on camera? We did a little bit, yeah. and Connor's screaming, and that was fun. But uh, yeah, it's been a good yeah. atmosphere, and you know, whilst everything in the UK is broken, doesn't work, mm. at least it's a bit of fun, isn't it? At least it? you got a bit it's of a bit cash of down the back of the sofa to uh, <laughs> to, to find that. Actually, I'm thinking about it, I was, I, when I was doing the um, Football Ramble earlier on today... Pete's leaving the I'm studio. I'm the studio now. When I was doing that, I noticed that someone had left on the chair over the way from me... Yeah. 
had left a little. Uh, oh, comes. that's right. It's a little. It's a little charger for a jewel pod. Oh wow! And it plugs into a USB. It was just. It was just jammed in the back of uh, the chair over the way, and I was like, when I finish doing the ramble, I'm going to check out what that is. Uh, and uh, I think that's Jack Mate's happy hour uh, little little work. To be honest, they yeah. love they love a jewel pod. What's being a, youngsters. What is a jewel pod? It's a it's a vape. It's a it's oh. a fancy American vape. I'm not cool enough for that. <laughs> cool enough yeah. for that. Um, so so now I know. I've discovered something about a USB uh, <laughs> USB key uh, that was jammed at the back of a uh, of a chair. We'll here get that in Japan. Time. Things we'll jammed down the back of chairs. <laughs> You're too clean. You're too clean. Oh yeah, yeah. So you spent the weekend with Connor in. Can you say what what, what actually went on? This is really going to be going out mm, in a couple of days' time. Probably, got probably s- longer than that. But like. Okay. It, I, I'll say it in a later podcast in a couple okay. of weeks. But I filmed with Connor and I did film with Joey. Yes, okay. Because uh, by sheer luck, they're here mm. for uh, Gant's wedding. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I thought I'd take advantage of that. I did film with Joey and Connor separately. Right. But I'm going to make one big wacky weekend UK special. Nice, okay, good. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We filmed at a variety of locations. I've, seen, I've seen a couple of shots. <laughs> we filmed a I'm church. Use the word upsetting. <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> we filmed in a church, yeah. a prison, Stonehenge, and Big Ben. <laughs> And put the pieces of the puzzle together, and yeah. what do you get? A, a great a, night out. A, a fantastic night out with Chris Broad. Probably, it's probably a succession of Pete events, isn't it? I he like, goes to Stonehenge, <laughs> gets drunk. He I goes like, to prison for doing something wrong and awful. <laughs> then he goes to church the next day to repent for to his sins. To apologise, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I won't get in upstairs if I don't apologise. Um, <laughs> I sort of spent the weekend, uh, while you were in prison, I was, uh, <laughs> I was dressed as the Queen uh, for, the ju- for the Jubilee Street Party uh, and I was uh, letting, letting the kids um, for a pound they could take a penalty against penalty Elizabeth uh, <laughs> and so I was uh, yeah so I was just basically just uh, just saving seven, seven pence oh like, my like, lord as if my uh, as if my life depended on it, which it did, because you couldn't really say anything in the mask, but it's a cracking little mask. Pete's got a photo. It's just Pete in his usual attire, his swanky trousers and cat T-shirt, but he's got a big Queen mask on yeah. and football goalie gloves. And uh, beat, wow. the, beat the Queen. The, um, the, that jacket <laughs> I bought in Harajuku, it will not dis- it will not surprise you to learn. Oh, you got it in Harajuku? <laughs> it's a T-shirt covered in, it's a shirt covered in cat heads. Just cat heads. What's the story behind that? Heads. I don't know. I, I did it like two years in a row when I went to Harajuku. There was this, there was a pink uh, cat jacket and I was like well I've got to buy that it's 40 quid I've got I've got to buy it it's my size it's perfect and then the next year there was another one but it was a different colour like a space kind of, kind of cat thing what would you describe your dress sense as in a word um a bucolic paedophile I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fucking maniac it's like maniac, yeah. mental problem, asylum problem plus man. flamboyant yeah, plus colour just pr- problem, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's certainly an interesting choice of clothes. But, uh, well, I'm glad. I feel that the kids in your neighbourhood must be very lucky to have Queen Goalie Pete Donaldson. Not there. when I'm in, mate. I'm not when I'm in bins. Not when I'm in net. They're not, they're not getting past me. I love not money. I destroyed them. Absolutely destroyed them. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I'd got involved in some actual street parties. But, again, I was in a prison, in a, a jailhouse. <laughs> it's really funny, actually, while we're filming this jail... Joey was launching his brand new clothing brand. He's got a brand. Yes, I saw that. Is it called? Uh, it's called Nonsense. Nonsense. What a nonsense! What a nonsense. Yeah, but he's like he's like. <laughs> it was such a What's surreal the sight behind this, though. What's the word nonsense? Nonsense, as in, as in right? He, he explained the brand to me. Okay, and I forgot. But you it's went, like you went. I like clothes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I like. I was like, Does, do you just have a black t-shirt with nothing on it, Joey? I'll buy that. And he's like, no, nah, mate, it's got nonsense. It's got nonsense. It's some cool it. designs, actually. Like Joey, you know, Joey's a very fashionable, trendy young man with yes. a good face, great hair. If anyone's going to front 
uh, apparel brand. It's got to be Joey, isn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, I've got to launch my brand in 10 minutes. And he's just sitting on this prison bed <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> with like a massive launch going on on Twitter, on Trash Taste, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. He's just sitting there. His phone's exploding with notifications. He's like, oh, you made my clothes, buy my clothes. I love he's it. He's just sitting in the dark. It's so good. That was the highlight of the whole trip. Uh, anyway, let's dive in, though, to story of the week. Hmm. I have a story here. You got it's a story a, here. I've got a story here, and it's from Ali or Ale. It's, it's, spelled, it's quite hard to see on your phone. It's spelled A L E. Is that Ale? Ale. Ale. All right, let's get it. Oh, it's Alessandro. All right. Just oh, nick, yeah. Nickname Ale. Did you hear Crispy Chris and Pitiful, pitiful Pete? Oh. oh, he's pitiful. Oh, it's <laughs> pitiful wrong. She's mugged herself off there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alessandro from Italy, living in London. I had the chance to travel to Japan as the last destination of a two-month trip crossing eight countries. After arriving in Fukuoka by boat from Busan, I decided to head to a bar I saved on my Google Maps. Upon arriving at what should have been the bar, I couldn't notice anything that resembled one. I noticed some music behind a door that looked like an apartment entrance. No signs and no indication of a bar. I decided to get closer. I opened the door and found four people seated, uh, seated in front of the counter of a bar all the guests turned at the same time and looked at me as if I resembled the Italian version of a Martian. After a couple of moments of embarrassment, the barman nodded as if to say, that store over there is free. <laughs> None of the guests or the barman spoke a word of English. So we started improvising a language made of English, Japanese and some Italian typical hand gestures. After a couple of whiskey rounds, our made up language became easier and easier. And we laughed regularly at any attempts to making to, of making a sentence, I noticed the barman had a huge vinyl disc collection on the wall behind him. Every ten minutes or so, he would play a new record. After a couple of more rounds, I decided to head back to the hotel. Before leaving, the barman carefully chose uh, out of the hundreds of vinyl discs before handing me uh, before him. Oh, sorry. Before he handed me one of them, uh. saying, "This is yours." Good God! It was one of an album of Toshi Kubota which I later discovered being the Japanese version of Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I managed to fit the album in my backpack and brought it back home. It was the best gift from Japan I could ever imagine. Thank you for keeping me happy with your podcast, guys. Keep up the good work, uh, Alessandro. That is so cool. Emma, Just a hand, in a hand in an album at the end of the night. It's amazing. It's like, this is like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Tell us in there. Like, <laughs> you like uh, Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> How awesome is that? That's really nice. cool. That's nice. yeah, there's a, there's a, um, for Cork, uh, there's, it might even be the same place, to be honest. There's a guy who's like, probably where you fifth, went. About 50, but he's uh, but he, he, he's a virtuoso guitarist sort of mm. thing. And he's, uh, and he's, uh, he's, a, he's a proper lovely bloke, but he's, he, mm. he's way older than he actually appears. Um, and he's got a lot of re- records and stuff, and he's got like. Uh, yeah. Do you think you've been to this place then, Alessandro? It, it seems for me. I mean, obviously, Fukuoka is a big city. Did but, you get a free record of? Didn't get free Japanese, record. Japanese Lenny Kravitz clearly wasn't uh, wasn't loved enough. Not worthy of the <laughs> of the Lenny Kravitz of Japan. Uh, All right, what have we got though? I mean, that's a nice story though. It's you know, I uh, if you I find they're a lot more welcoming to solo travellers. Yes, going to these bars because I don't know. Maybe it's because. You're just alone. You look sort of like you need someone to talk to. Yeah. But all of the stories we've had over the years tend to be from solo travellers that go to these places. These have these sort of nice gestures. People feel sorry for them. Take pity. So if you want to get a free CD or free item, just go in a bar, get drunk, chat in broken <laughs> English, Japanese, Italian. Yeah. And you'll never know what you'll walk away with, but it might be the Lenny Kravitz of Japan. <laughs> the Lenny Kravitz of Japan. <laughs> all right. It's What's going stuff. on? What is the story of the week? What's going on in Japan, Mr. Dawson? Oh, Chris, you will not believe this, mate. Japanese men, okay. Japanese men, they've always got a lot of free time. 
the inexplicably, they've always got a lot of free uh, money kicking around. They've mm. always got, they've always, and they're always into something. They're always into stuff. True. Right? And it's, often it's borderline weird. Uh, <laughs> a Japanese man, and you will have said, and, and uh, there will be like so many people who have sent us this story. My mum even sent me this story, and I was, uh, that's how ubiquitous it's been. It's oh reached God. Hartlepool and my mum. Uh, a <laughs> Japanese man spent approximately um, 12,000, uh, well, 12,500 pounds. Uh, so what's that? $15,000. $15,000. On a realistic border collie costume because he wanted to look like his favourite breed of dog. Uh, the man himself, oh he's called uh, Toko, uh, hired a Japanese uh, company called Zepet, which is known uh, for um, creating sculptures and models for movies and commercials to create the costume. <laughs> 40 days it took to get the costume uh, working as it should. Uh, went around multiple rounds of trials and, and revisions to get it right. Um, Toko said, I made it a collie because it looks real when I put it on. My favourite is quadrupedal uh, animals, especially <laughs> cute ones. I thought that a big animal close to me would be good considering it would have to be a realistic model. Model, so decided to make a dog. So this guy, and have you seen the actual uh, video of the man who? I've seen a who's, photo. Yeah, and the, it's just like I just thought it was a real dog. I didn't it's amazing. It was a man inside. It, it looks like if you're not familiar with the actual uh, breed of dog, it's Lassie. It, it's yeah, basically yeah. a dog that looks like Lassie. Uh, and this guy's made this beautiful, or got made this beautiful dog suit uh, that was obviously, I mean, it was twelve thousand, twelve and a half thousand bloody grand. Money well spent. But, well, money. Well, it's, the effect is startling. It's very good. But I do sort of go, there's lim- I mean, there's limitations. It only looks real when he's on all fours. When he starts moving around, uh, there's one point in the video where he's uh, moving a bit of paper off a, off a clipboard. Uh, he's, uh, it, it, it's kind of, um, it, the, the effect is lost slightly. <laughs> the illusion is broken. Yeah, it just looks like a man in a suit. But <laughs> if he's just sort of staying still and just sniffing about... It's it's great stuff. It's that good is, stuff. That would be an unimaginably amazing prank. Imagine just like going to a pub, having him in the corner, like patting him, and then customers come in, like pet my dog, pet, pet, <laughs> pet my dog, uh-huh. and he like touches it and he goes, and rips a, his hand off. It's a man. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's astonishing stuff. To be quite <laughs> frank, absolutely astonishing stuff. <laughs> Why did he do it? Just, he Why likes quadrupedal animals. Is that it? Is he that just likes an- it? Yeah, he looks. Like, he just likes animals, I suppose. I don't really know. I don't really know why he did it, to be honest. But look, if you cannot enjoy a man dressed up like a big border collie, I don't think you can enjoy life, to be honest. I mean, during this 40 days of construction, uh, apparently yeah. the team spent a lot of time working on the skeleton of the dog to make it like <laughs> an actual like, yeah. dog. It is incredible. Like, <laughs> There's a reason this has been in every newspaper, mass media in the world in the last sort of week. I think it's just... It's surreal, but it's also quite good. It doesn't feel tacky or flimsy. Yeah. He's done it with a level of decorum <laughs> and effort that uh, is, is is too good to be like, ignored. <laughs> what I'll say is it'll be really interesting to see which uh, which uh, vlogger in Japan gets there first to, oh, what, to, to get the him. scoop. I, 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 put I your bets on? I don't think he wants to uh, be known. <laughs> I don't He's in he every really newspaper wants... from here to Hartlepool. I do, yeah, I just <laughs> don't think he wants to be... Well, that's not his choice. I think somebody just got caught wind of uh, somebody buying a big costume. <laughs> oh, we have to talk to this guy. I don't think, he, he's, I don't think he's happy about it. <laughs> I want to I go there and meet him before yeah. anyone else. I want to ask him all the questions. Like, <laughs> why, have you, why have you done this? Yeah. Do you regret it? Do you regret What's owning next? a border collie costume that's What's... 13, 14 grand or whatever? What's next in the quadrupedal animal lineup? Of, <laughs> of... <laughs> What's he going to do next? I decided I wanted to be a cow because I, I like the Dairy Lee well, character. Well, I mean, that would be easier, wouldn't it? You, you imagine that, that would be easier to sort of sort out rather than a, like a. Because those dogs have very long nose and very thin mm. arms. So, you know, it probably helps that he's 
probably quite slim. But I would very much like to know what he looks like outside of the outside of the doings. I wonder if he can make the money back by doing like children's birthday parties. Or something. <laughs> he to, He'd be doing them for years before he made that money back. Did it? Have you got a name for the dog? Did he name it at all? I don't think he did actually. Maybe maybe he's just um, I, I can't remember. Just Toko. His name's Toko. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not actually named it. Toko the dog. Not in this. Not in this interview anywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's just incredible. But it's a beautiful court. I don't know how you create such a beautiful court out of nowhere, but they've managed it. They've managed it. It's absolutely. the sort of thing you're you're going to be doing soon, isn't it? What do you mean? Dressing up as a gibbon. We know you love monkeys. I'd love to, dra- I'd love is... to have a gibbon costume. That'd be brilliant. This is the equivalent of you just being like, I want to be a gibbon, and then spending <laughs> 15 grand yeah. on a gibbon costume. Sounds good. I'm there. I'm into it. I don't know how I feel about this, but it's 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 interesting. It, it's this is a good news story. We've had some pretty bleak stories recently about Japan <laughs> opening up or not opening up. So it's nice to break it up with the man that spent twelve thousand pounds, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars on becoming on a dog costume, a dog. Beautiful. Fantastic. Let's go and meet him. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the fax machine. Your stories, comments, and questions. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week, Mr. Dons? Oh, we got a message from Sebastian. Sebastian, the name Sebastian always reminds me of the uh, film uh, Neverending Story. Do you remember Sebastian. that film? Sebastian. Reminds me of the crab from Little Mermaid. Yeah, two d- different generations. <laughs> two different generations. Dear Chris and Pete, as a native Bavarian, one of my hobbies is climbing the beautiful Bavarian Alps. Therefore, I really want to climb Mount Fuji while I'm in Japan. Chris, as you've done it yourself, uh, how do I best prepare for the climb? Probably can't take all my fancy hiking equipment with me. Do I need hiking boots, sticks, or anything special outdoor <laughs> equipment-wise? How did you make it to the summit without getting dehydrated? Sebastian from Munich, Germany. 
I think he's going to find it. He's going to have this in very short order. Sebastian, I think Seb will be up and down Mount Fuji before you know if he's a seasoned uh, uh, climbsman. Climbsman. <laughs> you know what, you know what bullet climbing is? Oh, there's a sign when you go to Mount Fuji called "Don't Bullet." It just says "Don't Bullet Climb." Don't bullet. Which I thought might don't take an AR-15 up Mount Fuji. <laughs> uh, apparently, bullet climbing is where you get there and you race to the top and then you race back down and you die. And I know a few people that have done it who are I like really see. fit and healthy, aka not me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when I did it back ten years ago, yeah. ten years ago next month, I think I was. Like formidably out of shape, formidably, I, formidably unfit, and <laughs> you know if you've seen the video, you can watch me like pant and puff my way up like a dickhead. And <laughs> we uh, we went in like a t-shirt and shorts. I took a jumper, but my friend George took nothing, just a t-shirt and shorts. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the top of Mount Fuji, it's like minus five or something. Yeah, why did you do that? He nearly got frostbite. <laughs> I've never seen someone shaking so violently from cold, <laughs> but uh, it was really. Yeah, pretty bleak. And on the way up there, the entire climb, loads of Japanese people like, yeah, no, like they were like, you're mental. Why are you not taking climbing gear? Mm. Like Japanese people are like, they go the extra mile. They go climbing. They take everything. They wear all the jackets, all the equipment. They have the stick. They have the sunglasses. They have like a backpack filled with food. You know, a four course fucking meal in the backpack. (laughs) We took some like, it's calorie mate. It's called, and it's just this really thick crumbly biscuit that tastes like crap and it's, it's just, just calories uh, what's the Scot- what's the Scottish it's like um... it's not as good as the Scottish biscuit no. I know what you mean no it's not as good don't don't think it's as good as that <laughs> it's just a big puffy crumbly mess yeah. full of calories so so bring one of those at least bring one of those bring some <laughs> if I did it again which I might this year yeah. I really want to get into climbing this year I really want to get fit I might do it with like energy jelly might take energy jelly. You love a bit of energy jelly. Take what have you got against hard jelly? I like energy jelly. Why do you like floppy Soft jelly? Floppy wobbly jelly. Floppy wobbly. <laughs> I like Doctor Jelly. Yeah. I'll be taking it up with me. But uh, yeah, honestly, you don't need to prepare that much. Mm. Don't worry, Sebastian. Just make sure you're a little bit fit first, and um, if you're clever, try and book the hut at Station Eight. I think it is, or Station Nine. Right. There's a hut you can book and you can sleep in. <laughs> but we didn't book it, so we had to sleep on a bench and a rock. <laughs> so preparation's key. Right. Uh, we want it from Ben from New Zealand. Hello, Granddad Pete and oh, Daddy Chris. What? Granddad. Not sure I, not sure Granddad I enjoyed Pete. that one. <laughs> I got sure a question that one. about how popular is bodybuilding in Japan? If Ooh. someone walked around like the bodybuilder Sea Bum, Sea Bum, who's that? Sea Bum. Would they be shocked? See, what's your Sea Bum? Ben C-bum. from New Zealand. Sea bum. So <laughs> what is that? Like is it a good idea to look that up C-bum. on your laptop? Oh, he's like a. Uh, he's just a big muscle boy. Oh, big muscle man from Japan. No, he's, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what his what his vibe is, but uh, he looks uh, astonishing. He looks like. Uh, oh God! Yeah, he looks like a fence. They're they're bodybuilders in Japan. They do exist, but they're a lot rarer than like the UK or US. Mm. You know, people just like to be fit and not be too ripped and stand out too much really mm. yeah I mean I would see it at the gym see bodybuilders at the gym but no I'd say pretty rare for the most part compared to the UK yeah it's wild that guy this this Chris his name's Chris Bumstead <laughs> that's why he's a C-bomb uh, he looks like he looks about when he's like not in competition when he's walking down the street he looks about 25 but when he's all oiled up uh, and, and creosoted up he looks like uh he look. He looks so old. He looks like it's put twenty years on him. It's bizarre. God, strange. It's a strange job. It is odd. Strange job. That'll be me soon when I get back to Japan and you? unleash my diet. Where you got your Fitbit now? I've got my Fitbit. Complain that you had to walk 
walk up the road rather than get a taxi. Outrageous. I've done 7,000 steps today. <laughs> One of the best things, that the Fitbit tells you your heart rate. Right now right. it's 100. That's all right, isn't it? Exhilarating podcast. Is that good? Is that, I don't know. Yeah. When we did the, the podcast show, in mm. the seconds leading up to going on stage in front of 100 people, mm. for the first time in, you know, three years, I haven't done that a long time, it was like 155. Yeah. And you're like, you're going to die. And everyone, I, you know, you made me bit. tell everyone. And uh, it was, it was a. It well, was you, you did about five heart, wheeze before. Heart shaming. You'd heart shaming, Pete. Heart shaming. That's what it was. It was like you uh, you just did it. Yeah, I do a lot of wheeze. We've had fat before, shaming. Pete Dawson shamed me for my heart rate <laughs> in front of an audience. I think uh, I need to get a campaign going. Yeah. To stop Pete Dawson from having a podcast. How very rude. <laughs> How very rude. We've got one here from uh, Dorothea. 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 Hi, Chris and Pete. My mm. question is, in your videos, I often see some kind of short split, short split curtain, short at, split curtain. at head height, ah, over the entrance to restaurants, bars ah, or yes. baths, often with kanji on them. Are these curtains meant to give some privacy, even though it might discourage people from going in as you can't see what's inside? Or is it simply a popular design choice? Or do they have some sort of symbolic or religious meaning, like keeping the evil spirits out? Cheers from Hamburg, Dorothea. Oh, what they called? What they called, Pete? I don't know what they're called, but oh, they're on every. They're in every sort of restaurant. Is it to keep the smells out? You know uh, sorry, the smells in or cigarette smoke in? I can't really tell. I what they called? Nor uh, Norden. Sorry, yeah, Norden. Yeah, Norden. It's a short curtain. Often hangs in the entrance. The fabric is divided into two or several pieces so customers can pass through it easily. Mm. I don't know. Let's have a look. Uh, Norden is a traditional Japanese curtain, many sizes. It's used for dividing between rooms. Uh, it's originally used to protect a house from wind and dust. Right. Okay. The mystery is solved. But then, it, but then it would sort of like, but those two things kind of waft around all over the gaff, don't they? No, I've got one in the my ramen shop, haven't I? Right. Okay. I think I've, I haven't. Oh, I didn't hang it up though. It's not. <laughs> it's in the shed. It's in the cupboard. <laughs> it's in the cupboard. It's in the shed. <laughs> to get that out, it's pretty cool. I've got one. It's got like. Uh, I think the ramen shop's called Chris. Just, it's, it's an original name and, uh, they've worked the, hard on that one the, this uh, it means like squirrel so it's got right, a squirrel logo on my, okay. on my ramen shop Norden. Yeah. I like them though they're kind of nice they make the entrances look a bit more sort of approachable in my view mm. you can still look under it and have a look inside have the a restaurant little peek. You know? have a little peek under it but like you know Japanese restaurants they're a lot more sort of hidden away than restaurants uh, like in the UK or the mm. US whatever where all windows you can see in Yeah, um, they like that privacy and the Norden <laughs> Adds to that nicely, but uh, delicious. Oh, they look nice. Yeah, I'll get. Well, we should, you should get Nora in for the podcast studio. I mean, we've got a door. <laughs> we've already got a door, it's mate. Not enough, is it? It's not enough. It's You're not right, enough, it's not enough. Well, we've got we've got curtains. I'll just chop off a bit of the end of the curtains. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Bad idea. I don't know. Bad idea. I don't know. But yeah, I, I I'm at the point now though where I'm um, I'm like the first sort of two weeks back. I'm at the terminal phase. Of my holiday. Oh, mid- you've done now. You can't bother this. I'm not done. I'm not done. I know. I know. It's been a rough face. day with the trains, planes, and automobiles, but <laughs> I am enjoying the UK immensely. Still, you know, just going into a supermarket and seeing food that I want to eat that's good. There's right. so much more range here. The branding is so much better. Like you've got all the sandwiches that you could ever want. All the sandwiches. All the sandwiches. You've got loads of sandwiches in Japan that it's you can't get here. Same. It's like crap. Little sandwiches. Yeah, little like strawberries and cream sandwiches. People, delicious. People rage about Japanese sandwiches. There's two good sandwiches. There's the egg one. The eggs are like fluffy. <laughs> They're so good. And then there's like tuna. Right. And that's it. All the other sandwiches crap. Little sandwiches. Don't give me that strawberries and cream nonsense. <laughs> it's so weird. But if you go to Marks and Spencer's here, it's like 45 varieties of sandwich that are amazing. Yeah. Connor made me eat a Tesco meal deal the other day. Oh. The sandwiches were awful. Don't, don't, sand, don't the, put yourself out, mate. The bread was so soggy. 
He's like, ooh, this is the future of food. And I was like, this is shit. <laughs> this is so awful. He's been raging about Tesco meal deals for the last two years that I've known him. <laughs> and it sucks. I hate it. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm at the point... For the first time yesterday, I was like, oh, it would be nice to be in Japan again. It would be nice to be. It would be nice. Yeah, nice food. You know, and I think, hopefully, in two weeks, I'll be like, right, I'm done. Time to go. Yeah, wrap You're up. You're going to go back, and it's going to be... Magic. Hot. <laughs> it's going to be absurd. It's going to be too hot for you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to suck. In hindsight, I should have done this trip, like, a bit <laughs> later in the summer, when it yeah. Japan turns into Avoid. an oven. Well, I mean, you're avoiding rainy season, I suppose, aren't you? So it's not you're not going to be covered That's in true. rain all the time. That's true. You'll be all right. But it'd be interesting. I, I feel like I'm uh, sort of like a anthropologist on this trip, studying society. Right, okay. Just noticing just, things. Just, what, really looking at your Fitbit going, I've, I've okay. done 10 no, just paces like, today. Everything's broken, doesn't work in the UK. <laughs> it's broken. Sort of a lax attitude. People here are sort of just like, I'll do it later. Whereas in yeah. Japan, it's like, now, 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 do it now. Faster, mm. go, go, go. It's like, yeah. it's really interesting, the dichotomy. I think people here have a better work... Well, there's no denying people here have a much better work-life balance. Well, Chris, they, they won't let us in, so I, 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 you might be you might be a shill. You might be a government shill, government a Japanese shill. Government, government shill, talking absolute nonsense. Maybe Japan's in absolute shit state. None of the trains are running on time. <laughs> Everything's broken. All the food's terrible. There's only one sandwich available in the family mart and fried chicken and stuff, and, and you're just lying to us all. I mean, it all works, doesn't it? But at the same time, in the UK, you have a bit more unpredictability. Yeah. It's a bit more sort of fun. It's <laughs> yeah. fun happening. Fun happening. People seem to Things just... Things are unpredictable. People seem to be... Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. seem to be more laid back and happy here. Yeah, I think so. So that's good. But I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll finish my scientific study in the next few weeks. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. Good on you. And submit my report to YouTube. Well, it'll be... <laughs> destroyed by lots of people who yeah. hate it when I have opinions about works. things on Japan. So that works, baby. It's going to be a fun one. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to do all over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan Podcast. Goodbye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>